Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Thursday at 9pm and we're back on Fantasy Football Scout. And as always, I'm here with Praz for Deadline Dilemmas. How's it going, Praz? Going very well, and as always, there's spanners in the works late on a Thursday evening, so that just before we stream, we have to react to new information, which is all lovely because that's why we stream on a Thursday. This seems How to happen like so often. Like I, I'm thinking, like you know, any any free time I've got in the day, I'm thinking about you know what I'm going to be doing, what people might be doing, and then we get. I mean, do you want to elaborate on on what's happened? The possible spanner. Well, the the Watkins news is, yep. is what it is, and and obviously that. Uh, combines with Darwin Nunes getting a nice rest uh, before their game in, in the Europa League. Um, and for people like you with Jao Pedro, Lalana's not in the squad, so that's also a little small thing. But yeah, the Watkins news is the big one. It's a small thing to most people. But to me, that was the, the best news best news of my day. <laughs> the Lalana thing, that is. And we don't know what's, what's going on there. Um, but yeah, I guess today we're going to go through our dilemmas, but probably mainly more general dilemmas for the community. Because there seems to be a lot based on you know strategies people have gone down. Teams are looking quite diverse. Some teams are looking very very similar though. They are well. Yours and mine is pretty similar, and I think a lot of wildcard ten teams are similar because they started with a structure that people are converging towards now, which is the you know a six point five made a Palmer, a Saka, Sun, and Salah. So that midfield is a little bit more coveted. You know, a lot of our wildcard ten template had an Arsenal defender which people are looking to get now. So this is why we didn't want to focus this stream on our teams because our teams are actually, you know, touch wood looking okay. And that's the first wood reference of the stream. Um, <laughs> and uh, and and so we we thought we'll, we'll go through other people's dilemmas. But let's quickly discuss our team. And I say our team in a sense of our well, It literally team. is our team. And yeah. just, just before we get to that, um, Fantasy Football Scout, they've got a seven-day trial at the moment. And there's also 20% off as well. So you can try it out and you get 20% off You know, if you want to continue with that. Um, for those watching on YouTube, remember to like and subscribe. I believe we're on Twitter or X today as, as well. Oh, yeah. Let me check that. Is that yeah. working? By the way, the seven-day free trial, people uh, should consider doing it like on a Saturday. You get seven days of, you know, you can get data for Saturday. You get for the midweek game and you get for the next game week. So tactically think about it. Saturday is a good day. If You're you looking for it. an edge of when to, when to sign it's up for like, Scout. A bit like, it look, a bit like how pra- people are signing up to Prime now suddenly, right? Because the the week the midweek games are on Amazon Prime for UK viewers. Yeah, no, of course. Of course. I'm looking forward to that. That's not far away <laughs> now either. Um, <laughs> but while you, while you check if we're on X, I'm going to put, like you said, our team on the screen. Sure. Um, like we said, we're we're touch on this briefly, and then we will get onto more ge- more general points. Um, so because well, we've basically got exactly the same team. Um, we've got the same starting eleven this week after Praz's transfer, and I mean two of this the is four. sad. I can promise you, we didn't copy each other. We started with different teams. We've just merged into similar teams. Uh, yep. But yeah, it is what it is. Yeah, no, I mean, yeah, there's been been no copying. Um, <laughs> I, I kind of wish I'd gone for the cells over over Liveramento, but that's obviously. You know, that's a very, very small thing. So I guess we should start with, because you've done your move already. And some people probably know what that, most people probably know what that is already. But Yeah, so I did I did cash to Saliba. And I had to do it because I had 0.2 in the bank. And one was rising, one was dropping. And I, you know, I think Saliba could even double rise. So I just thought it felt safe because I have a very good first sub, which is Chris, Chris Wood. And I have a very good first sub defender also in Livramento, who I'm fairly confident in. So I just thought it's a, it's a good opportunity. Normally, I don't like early transfers, as people know. How how long will you be staying on Arsenal or double Arsenal defence for? Have you do you know that in your mind yet? I think a couple of weeks. So at least the next two fixtures, and then we'll see if there's no other problems. And I'm sitting in your position, like you know, two free transfers. I may consider Saliba out for a Poro or a James. Maybe maybe more likely to be James, given his fixtures turn from game week sixteen. But at the same time, I think those are easy holds as well, even if there's tougher fixtures. So I think I've penciled in not to have double Arsenal defence, but it's not a must that I need to get rid of them. 
Okay. And I'm assuming there's going to be no hit this week. No, no chance. No chance. I mean, let's address the Watkins thing up front yeah. before we get into anything else. So I think what Emery has said is to interpret basically so, th- so nothing is lost in translation. Having watched the interview, what he's saying is he was 50-50 for this game. And so they decided to rest him. Whether that means he's out for Bournemouth, which is on Sunday, nobody knows. But the feeling is that, you know, he's saying it is a rest, which he said yes to, because he was feeling some pain yesterday. We will have another press conference from him tomorrow. And unless he rules him out, for me, there is no chance that I'm selling him. Because for me personally, I have a very good first up. Chris Wood home to Everton. You know, if 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 Watkins misses out, then I'm happy to sort of have Wood to come in. But if for other people, if their team is, you know, struggling or they don't have a good first sub and they're not confident or if Emery is a little bit more sort of giving us hints that Watkins is out, I think Darwin Nunes or Isak, both are really, really good options and with high upside over this period, but also options with lower minutes expectancy, especially when you have a midweek game week 15 where games come thick and fast. So for me, Watkins is a superior pick even with tougher fixtures if he's fit would you feel differently i've i've said that would um would you feel would you feel differently about it if you had archer for example as as your first sub but you've used your transfer because a lot of people have used their transfer early this week maybe but depends on my my then my first defender although archer is fine i mean he's playing burnley Mm. at the end of the day um having said that i think we're both starting charlie taylor because we don't rate the sheffield united attack so there's a reason for that so Archer is fine as a pick, especially if Emery comes out and tomorrow says, you know, we are hopeful or he looks better. There's no reason to. Yeah. I mean, my initial thought, and it is, I mean, I've only read the quote. I didn't even listen to it. Um, The only thing that gives me a little bit of worry is they're at home and he's not even on the bench. That seems, that seems strange because he generally would be on the bench if he's, if he's rested. But I don't want to get carried away and just sell him for the, for the sake of it because I've got, you know, I've got two free transfers. But then I do need to use a transfer as as well. I guess that's the one difference we've got. You've used your transfer. I think if I, let's say I use my transfer, I had none left. I'd happily play Pedro after, you know, what we've seen tonight. But I feel like, I, well, I have to use one or I lose it. I have toyed with just burning it, but that's not going to happen. I think I will bring in Kelleher for, not to jump ahead to goalkeepers, but I'll probably bring in Kelleher for, the Brentford backup keeper, whose name I can't pronounce or can't pronounce correctly. Strakosha. Um, Strakosha. No, Strakosha. Yeah, that's right. That sounds good. But 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 let's finish on Watkins first. Mm-hmm. So if if people like you, and there's a few others in your position that have the luxury of two free transfers, really nothing else to do in the team. And if tomorrow Emery is saying he's still 50-50, we will see if he's ready for the game or not. I can understand you doing it. Because, you know, you're doing it for an Isak who's home to Man United or you're doing it for a Darwin Nunes who's home to Fulham. So I get it because you then have two free transfers again to either fix it. Although buying back Watkins won't be the same price as what you sell him at. And you probably won't even be able to afford Watkins back in a one move. So that's something to think about. But then you've made your bet that you're not playing him in the next three, two or three games. And then you'll probably get him back or maybe you won't even get him back. Caveat. Game week 18, the blank game week, he's probably the best captain. He's home to Sheffield United. I think you've nailed my concern with that, like bang on there. And it is literally the money. If you if you look at my team, my defenders, you know, they're pretty cheap. Like I've got the two Arsenal, which I'm happy with for a couple of weeks. But then it's like Taylor, Livramento and Maguire. I think I'm only holding on to Maguire because he's cheap and I can play him in game week 16. So yeah, buying him back will be a problem. So that's my concern with selling him. I mean, obviously, he's got two pretty tough fixtures, you know, after Bournemouth. I mean, City at home and Arsenal at home. I guess the only good thing is they're at home. That's the only yeah. silver lining yeah. there. And you are buying Darwin, who has... I mean, obviously, he's been, he's been pretty nailed on to start, but he's not a 90-minute man. He's not going to play 90 minutes all Not in games. this period. And Liverpool plays Sunday, midweek, Saturday. It's the shortest turnaround possible. Villa do that as well. But for me, Villa with, with, with Watkins, it's about if he's fit, he plays. If he's not fit, he won't play. It's not like he's going to be taken off on the 60th minute or something like that. I guess if he does have some underlying pain, that that likelihood could increase. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Yeah, it's a tough one. I think we're going to get more before the deadline as well. I think people are going to be looking at training photos. I mean, there won't be a press conference if previous Thursdays are to be relied upon. 
No, sometimes you have them still. Sometimes they still have a Friday conference, even after the Europa League game. Okay. I always thought, I always assumed it was the stuff from, you know, the night before. So, yeah, I'm not 100% on that. So, I, yeah. I, I'm not either, but I, I'm still hopeful that we'll hear from Emery yeah. tomorrow. Anyway, I wouldn't I wouldn't be moving on, on that tonight. Um, yeah, that's that's going to be one right until the deadline, which is obviously later on Saturday as well. So It is, 3 p.m., yeah. yeah. So, I mean, oh, Watkins no. to Darwin's not off the table for me. That's one mm. I will consider. I mean, obviously, if Watkins is out, I would do it. I mean, obviously, I've got Pedro as a sub, but I need to use a transfer. And Chelsea away doesn't seem a prime fixture, despite but Would you week. do Darwin or Isak? Dar- I, I would go Darwin, 100%. I, I feel right. like I'm underexposed with Liverpool with those three fixtures. Okay. Well, I mean, you Isak's, see, you Isak, see little- for me is the better longer term hold beyond the three weeks because obviously Darwin minutes concerns over Christmas remain, right? I mean, he's a first choice to be clear before Liverpool fans come after me. He's clearly first choice. But over the period where he has Gakpo right there, I don't expect him to start every Whereas Isak without Wilson should pretty much start every game. And more importantly, game week 18, he plays Luton. And then, then you probably don't have to worry about Watkins. So I get that. That's I it. guess you do have to worry about the return of Wilson. Although I think that was six-week timeline. It's six so. weeks. He's not going to be back by game week 18. No, I guess with it when they're so compressed. So yeah, I hadn't actually thought about Isak that much. And I do like penalties. Um, Pens, exactly. That's the other thing. Yeah. I mean, Villa are basically... Well, Villa are through in Europe, aren't they? Yeah. Yeah. Whereas Newcastle, I mean, they, they're still going. Um Oh, you mean Liverpool? Liverpool will be through. Yeah, they're winning today. Liverpool, sorry, yeah, Liverpool are through. Sorry, long long day at work today, Praz. Um, but um, yeah, and then Newcastle. Um, they've obviously still got something to play for in Europe. You know, it's, it's going to be tough for them. But that kind of worries me as well. I mean, we saw it with Wilson getting a lot of early early subs, you know, even when he was playing. So is Isak going to be managed a bit? Of course he this is. This is the question. But None of them are like, this was the nice thing about Watkins. You knew he was going to get 90 minutes every single week. And I, I kind of could forgive him not having penalties. Fair, fair. Um, I think it's very tricky, to be honest. And I, I am still off the camp um, that he's he's a hold. I mean, unless you're in an ultra luxury position, um, I don't think you do anything. But let's see. Let's. I think enough on Watkins. We don't know anything more than what we've I discussed. One more brief thing on him. I think I'd almost rather do it now if I was going to do it because I think I'll get to next week and then it genuinely becomes a, a possible sell because of the fixtures anyway who Watkins Watkins yeah so I'd hate to wait a week not jump on Darwin and then have to do it anyway missing one of the you know the good Liverpool fixtures fair especially fair. with a transfer burning the hole in my pocket yeah but again I think we're now repeating but if then you're saying bye to Watkins for a while and that's my only worry that that Watkins fixtures. I mean, at home, Villa are still a good team, mm-hmm. um, and and it's not like you know it's terrible. I mean, Man City is the wor- the bad one. Arsenal at home, I think they're good for a goal. And then you have Brentford away, which is fine. Then Sheffield United at home, Man United away is a great fixture. Burnley at Burnley, home is a great yeah. fixture. <laughs> so um, it's basically you're saying no. You, I don't think you'll have the luxury to get him back. How will you get him back? You don't even have money. I mean, you'll have to sell Jao Pedro to get Watkins back, basically. It would have to be Jao Pedro or or one of the Arsenal defenders. But then they'd have to come down. And you've already mentioned, like, targets in the future, James and Poro. Similar price. Yeah, exactly. So then then you might have to give up on going for one of those. Yeah, it's a mess. It's not a decision I wanted to have. I kind of like Watkins as that glue guy, you know, set and forget. Don't have to worry about it. And now there's that nagging doubt in the back of your mind. But indeed, indeed. Let's it's the curse of the two to... free transfers. Say that again, sorry? It's the curse of two free transfers. Yeah, I mean, it is a nice one to have. Um, it is a nice one to have, but it didn't go well last time with that with the Livermento move because... Yeah, yeah. I mean, that would almost move into defenders, like Simakas. Yes, exactly. That's what I ended up doing the last time I had two free transfers. Yeah, and, I mean, do you, do you have that feeling to get him back? I mean, I know you've obviously got no transfers now, but... There's part of me that wants him. I know Charlie Taylor's got a great chance at a clean sheet. And that's actually, I've, seen, I've been following the clean sheet odds and they've actually increased throughout the week. Yep. So I've kind of in my mind, I'm quite happy playing Charlie Taylor now. But I mean, Simicast would be the one I'd want, you know, or, or, or Trent. 
I mean, of course. I mean, Trent and Simikas is like comparing Salah and Diaz. Um, I mean, of course, Trent is amazing if you can get to him, but I don't think people can get to him. But I think, yeah, Simikas is good high upside. But I would just caution one thing on him. Mm-hmm. If you're buying him now, then again, it's the whole fixture crunch. You know, Gomez started today, Simikas started today. Will he start all three? Maybe. Maybe he gets some early subs and it actually turns out okay. But don't be surprised if he misses one. I don't think anyone can be surprised there. Just given how... You know how tight their fixture, um, their schedule is, and the other thing is just on Liverpool defense. How many times have we watched a Liverpool game where Allison completely bails them out? And this is also, by the way, relevant for Kelleher. Like, it's not when you lose your best player. I think after Salah, Allison's their best player. You could even argue he's their best player outright. He's certainly one of the best keepers in the world. When you lose them, then their defense does suffer. Already a defense that doesn't have Robertson. So that's also something to take into account that it is a slightly worse defense than when Alisson plays. No, I mean, it's a valid point. I suppose it just, and I've been going round and round in circles about Kelleher and, and Simakas, particularly Kelleher. And I, yeah, I have been thinking that. I think the only thing that gives me comfort is just because it's it, their fixtures are still very, very good. So, I mean, I guess I, hindsight's going to be the perfect thing here. If people are looking to go for Kelleher... I mean, one of the questions we had actually was from FPL team, Peter. He was saying, could you see Kelleher outscoring Ali Ariola by, I think it was four points over the next three game weeks? Oh, your sound's gone, Praz. Yeah, no, no. He's, he's saying, yeah, sorry, I was on mute. Is he worth a transfer is basically what he's trying to say. Yeah, but it's more the transfer out, isn't it? I guess if he's saying if it's worth four points. Because again, if you're in a situation where you've got two free transfers... Because it is an increased chance of clean sheets. I mean, we'll get to, we've got Rob T slide coming up in a minute. But I mean, they've got a better chance of a clean sheet than, than West Ham this week, even though Palace haven't got Eze. Very slightly though. Very slightly. I mean, if you look at, I mean, I'm on uh, review projections. Ariola is yep. 3.8. Kelleher is 4.0. So it's 0.2 difference this week. Next week, Ariola is 3.2. Kelleher is 3.8. So next, you know, game week 15 is... 0.6, that's that's reasonably uh, higher. Is and then Kelleher's... Spur, uh, West Ham have got Spurs, haven't they? Spurs correct, away. Correct, correct. So there's a save point there for Ariola. Um, and then Ariola's 3.5 and Kelleher's 3.7. So there's a total of one EV difference over three game weeks. Not four. So is he worth four points? The answer is probably not. See, clean sheet, I always find it hard because with projections, I always find goalkeepers... I don't know if I should be picking and choosing stuff, but I don't always fully trust goalkeeper projections as much. And I actually prefer to look at like clean sheet odds. Yeah. I mean, I remember speaking to Mikhail Topram years ago when I did surgery and he basically, he has a model and his defenders, he basically says, don't trust them. I, I can't project defenders. And I, I feel like that with goalkeepers a little bit. Um, I mean, people who don't like Edison will, will, will probably agree with that, but that's not, yeah. not the point I'm making. It's more, I just look at, I just look at the clean sheet odds. And the clean sheet odds are definitely there. Um, I guess there's other things to factor in. Like if West Ham do keep that clean sheet against Palace, he's probably going to get bonus points and all all that jazz. Yeah, yeah. Look, I I think to... I mean, Kelleher is not relevant to everyone. The news is that Alisson will be back in after three game weeks. So basically what Klopp said is he's definitely out for for the Europa League game. He's definitely out for Sunday. After that, perhaps one more week or you know there was a little bit of a pause and then he said and one more week after so it's basically you're talking three game weeks and then he's probably a transfer out because in due course if Liverpool reach the Carabao Cup final they will blank in game week 25 and that game against Luton in game week 25 will be rearranged around that time so in game week 23 24 or 26 something like that you could have a Liverpool double game week including a Luton at home game it's probably quite quite niche yeah. because obviously I've got two transfers but I feel like it's a free transfer because I, I literally otherwise the alternative is burning so I guess yes. it's just the point you're making is the, it's the transfer out correct um, it's just like, the transfer out for you yeah for other people it's transfer in and transfer out yeah and I think that's what, where you got to be careful I think doing the transfer in and out yes that adds up to you know two two, two free transfers is worth a lot um yeah. but I think I mean, I'll definitely buy Kelleher over burning a transfer for you yeah, no, for sure, for sure. And it's it's really high up my list. And um, one of my thoughts for it as well is I do want Flecken. Like, we haven't got confirmation that Brentford double's going ahead. 
Yep. But I'm almost certainly got this tra goalkeeper transfer, whether it's Flecken or whether it's Edison. Um, that's almost certainly going to happen. Your face when I said Edison, by the way. But, oh, it's just triggered bad memories. Yeah, yeah, no, of course. <laughs> but I've almost got that goalkeeper transfer planned in my head. So if, you know, you've got two free transfers and you don't know what to do, the Keller transfer is basically free. And if you've already yeah. got one planned for the future, you know, that was already planned anyway. Um, that's fair then. That's well, fair. I mean, you could have taken out Ariola, but now you'll take out that's, this guy, Keller. That's, that's a good point, actually. Because, yeah, yeah, I think it would be absolutely crazy if I removed Ariola to free up a little bit of money. Um, also, but there are, there are yes. things like, I mean, Alisson could get, this is very, you know, low percentage stuff, but if Alisson gets injured again, you know, he gets re-injured, let's say there's a 5% chance of that. Yep. Um, I guess you've got to factor all that stuff in as well, that maybe Kelleher would become like Lascelles. Um, You know, you're warned off him because, I mean, if you don't go this week, I don't think you're going to look at it midweek and then do it then when there's one, possibly two games left. Agreed. Agreed. So, yeah. So it's probably a bit of a niche one, but I, I personally, I don't hate it. But I like your caution. Um, so, so Jammer in the chat says with wildcard to play Kelleher is a good shot. I think for people with wildcard, I think it's a great yep, shot. 100%. You get, you get three higher uh, clean sheet odd fixtures. You get to go against the most disappointing template pick of Ariola. Now, you could be burned. Ariola could have yep. a clean sheet and, and get bonus and get uh, clean sheet points, save points, bonus points. So there is always that risk going against the template. But I think it's as good as a pick to go against the template if you wanted to. I mean, that is why I said there could be hindsight in it because there is obviously, there's a better chance at a clean sheet with a Liverpool goalie. But I mean, I'm very aware. I mean, Ariola at home to Palace, I'm not panicking over that. Yeah. Like I'd more than happily play it and I wouldn't think twice if this gift hadn't, you know, or potential gift been, been dropped on our laps. And yeah, it, it could go wrong. Um, you know, it could be another Liveramento two-pointer, Simicast 15-pointer. But just, you know, for goalkeepers, for example. But exactly. I need exactly. to stop mentioning that transfer. <clears throat> Let's go to defenders. Yeah. Um, a lot of people are sort of second guessing Cash. Um, he started tonight. He is, if I'm not mistaken, still on the pitch. Now, he the is. thing oh, that is. scored. And Moreno, well, Moreno plays on Dean's side. So that's mm -hmm. Moreno being fit is a more of a concern for Dean owners, if there are any. Uh, than Cash. But the, the concern for Cash would be simply that Diego Carlos hasn't started and Pau Torres hasn't started and Conza starts every game. So there is that little risk that they start with that same back three, which is, you know, Carlos, Conza, Pau Torres. And on the left, you play Dean, probably because Moreno can't start another game. So there is a little bit of rotation concern. There's anyway Villa's concern of being defensively not great. Would you take Cash out for someone this week? And Actually, the bigger question, a lot of people have asked this, is somebody under 5 million? So, question to you. So, I have actually been looking at defenders under 5 million because Excellent. something I was thinking I could do Pedro to Archer and then I've got, you know, maybe 5 million if I remove Maguire or someone. Yep. There's not really anyone because obviously Cole will, I mean, they're playing Brighton, home, home to Brighton, and we just don't know who's going to play in defence for Chelsea. I feel like we need a couple more weeks or we need we to wait, wait for James. So, and the Newcastle defence is just a mess at the moment with the with the cheap ones. Um, I mean, there's more news on Botman today that was the same news as, as as three weeks ago. Same. Yeah, I don't like any of the sub five million defenders. I really don't. I, I, I mean, Simicas. Simicas or Livermento. I I think it would be. I think I would gamble on on Simicas if I didn't have him already. I mean, something I wouldn't like. I wouldn't like to have like Cash and Simicas. Yeah. Especially if I if my bench isn't that strong, I, ju I just think I think they're quite similar players. But I'd rather have Simicas. I feel like there's a lot of there's a lot of question marks over Cash. Like where is he going to play? You know how many minute, minutes is he going to play? The the fixtures are not that great. I mean, I don't think away to Bournemouth is incredible. Yeah, he obviously he's he's topping defenders or he was topping defenders for you know XG and all that. But that's very much from the start of the season. That's that's completely dropped off in in recent weeks. So. I'd want to sell him. I just, yeah, I don't know who to. I mean, if you don't have Charlie Taylor, genuinely, I'd, I'd probably look to free up the money and just go right down there. Do you hate <laughs> well, that? Well, they or? probably need a starter as well, right? Because Cash has been starting. So mm. it's the case of um, who do you go? Uh, it's tricky. I'm trying to find, I mean, I would say the, the ranking under 5 million as of right now would be Gabriel. Um, yep. And then maybe Simicas. I still... I still like Livramento, man. I mean, I you know, basically, if you don't have to start them, 
um, he was so good against PSG again. Of course, there's Lewis Hall, and I just hope that I hope to play right back. He won't play right back because he. I mean, in a way, I think I see it as good news that he didn't play right back because Eddie Howe has said that he doesn't want to ruin their best creative player, which is Trippier, who mm-hmm. plays right back. So I don't know. I I I'm not saying people should get Livermento. I'm 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 saying Semikas is probably higher given the next three fixtures. You will get more upside. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think he should be. In there. I mean, I would certainly buy him over uh, Lascelles because. Botman could come back in a couple of weeks, and then you actually need to deal with him as well before game before blank game week eighteen. No, I, no, I can I can agree with that. I mean, we went with Livermento because it did feel a bit more a bit more long term. I don't know. Maybe in my head, I just thought you know, perfect world. Trippier moves to the left. He's nullified a little bit from from an FPL point of view. Obviously, I'm not maybe. talking about football. And, yeah. and then you've got Livermento at right back, but. Yeah, I, I don't like the, the sales pick either. I think, yeah, Gabriel's a good shout. Obviously, I'd much rather have Saliba. There's so many knocks on defenders at the moment. I mean, Colwell, to be honest, I think he is going to get his spot back. But I, I just, think so. you just can't base that on much at the moment. That's the thing. I, I think you just so. have to you'd have to take a leap of faith if you're going to go there. I see some comments in the chat. What do you think of Pinnock? He's good for this week, but then he blanks. Like I mean, he's incredible for this week. Obviously, at home to Luton. Yeah, that's the problem with with Pinnock. Basically, he you you will get him this week. He probably gets you a clean sheet this week. Maybe even in game week sixteen uh, against Sheffield United. Uh, but then the problem is game week eighteen. You're sitting with Haaland. You're sitting with Bumo. You're sitting with Pinnock. Your third striker is starting like Archer. Your fifth defender like. Charlie Taylor is starting that game week 18 team looks very poor and something I, a point I made on the wire as well that game week 18 we won't have any press conferences because the the game week starts on a Thursday so <clears throat> it will be even trickier to actually you know you're going with no bench no visibility on press conferences if there's a niggle you can't react on it it's just it's just messy which is why I think it's difficult to go pinnock. If if it wasn't for the blank, I'd be very I'd be keen on that because I know a couple of weeks ago I was looking at Duncan. One of the reasons was because he's just absolutely nailed, and his immediate fixture I think for Brighton at the time was that Sheffield United game. So you've got this yeah. with Pinnock, haven't you? Got the Luton at home game. I mean, down the yeah. line you've got a possible double as as well. But yeah, everything you say about game week eighteen, I mean, it probably suit you more if you were going to free hit in eighteen. And I don't know if we want to get too far into that because we probably don't yeah. have enough time. But for another chat, for yeah. another chat. Um, yeah, I, look, I think the moves people are making this week are all pointing towards a free hit 18 or are making it more appealing. Because if you go Watkins to Darwin, you're basically losing the best captain of game week mm-hmm. 18. If you're getting Mbumo, you're, you're getting a blanker for game week 18. If you're getting an Arsenal defender, they play away to Liverpool in game week 18. All these moves take you further away from having a better team in game week 18. Now, that's not you, that's not the only thing. Obviously, there's fixtures around it. But just looking at it in isolation, Game Week 18 team is getting worse and worse given all the popular transfers we see. Yeah, so it is definitely worth considering. And I mean, it does get me thinking, because not to go too much back to strikers, but another benefit of selling Watkins is no matter what, unless you're going to Ireland, you're freeing up money. You're yeah. definitely freeing up money. Then all those players we've talked about, like James and Porro and whoever we're looking at in a couple of weeks, that's going to make it an awful lot easier to, to do. So I guess that is a little benefit of, of losing Watkins. And to be honest, I did think that about Son earlier earlier in the week, um, but that was specifically to go for Trent, and I've gone off that idea completely. But there are these two cash cows in our team, and they are Watkins and Son. Yeah, it's true. It's true. And and you know, I like, for example, in in my in my comment section, Adam Gilks is saying Watkins to Darwin can fund Diaby to Bumo. I mean, that's that sounds well, right. That's the, that's the other thing because there are a, a lot of people looking to get in Bumo, aren't there? So that could. Yeah. That could fall well. It just could. It could backfire. But I think most transfers we're going to be doing now, unless you've got injured players, they can they can backfire, and they're going to have these Correct. big implications on eighteen. And I don't want to focus on eighteen too much. I think it's really important to be aware of it. But if I'm going to have a really bad game week seventeen, like as in really bad game week seventeen, because I was hoping for a good eighteen, then I better hope 18's good. Otherwise, it's yeah. all that planning for the to be a honest, tiny for that reason makes makes decent sense. Yeah, yeah. So we've covered... We haven't really gone through Defenders. midfielders, have we? Yeah, let's go to midfielders. This is the tricky one. 
Well, the answer to every question, get in Bumo. To get in Bumo, yeah. possibly Palmer. I mean, should we should we start a Palmer? Like, where do you start, say you've got in Bumo? Well, let's start with Bowen actually. Okay, let's start with um, Bowen. So, so Bowen, because I mean, I'm starting from the most expensive. Okay, and also Sounds Bowen's good. like fifty percent EO. Um, he's not in the squad today, but I think there were some rumors anyway that he's not going to be in the squad today. So it doesn't mm-hmm. change anything. But the worrying thing, he has not been in training either. So let's say tomorrow is his first training session. I don't see how he just sort of starts the game ahead of a very busy fixture schedule. So what's your view? If you have Bowen, will you move him to Bumo or not? I 100% would. Um, I mean, there's obviously bias here because I've been so obsessed with the penalty takers, as as you have with midfielders. So... I mean, to be honest, I would have done it last week as well, um, even, even though even though it was Arsenal. So this week, yeah, I, I definitely would. Um, I mean, obviously it's Palace at home. Then you've got Spurs away, Fulham away. I mean, they are they are good fixtures. You know, you look at that, that Spurs away fixture has definitely got, it's definitely improved to when, you know, a couple of weeks ago when people were buying Bowen. But I'd much rather have him Bumo. I guess I guess the thing is, if if you're really struggling, let's say you've got one transfer, you've had another injury, Maybe you could use that old mythology where you just you just have to ignore Imbumo, like people had to with Salah in game week two. Do you remember that dilemma we had? Was it game week eight when we were stressing yeah. over Son? Um, we, I think that was the one we Maybe did with Seb. I do actually think that as a community, we've gone from heavily underrating Bumo in the first few game weeks to now heavily overrating him. I mean, he's not Salah. People are reacting as if he's a 7 million Salah. Now, he's good. His data is actually close His to stats, Salah. I was going to say, stats aren't <laughs> far off. <laughs> but but look, I think long term, he's fine. And he does blank in game week 18. So I think it's closer between Bowen and Bumo than what the pressure for people feeling it. it. So if you told me right now that Bumo's starting, sorry, uh, Bowen's starting on the weekend, I would think about it a little bit more. And I would ask who your other midfielder is. So for example, there's somebody in the comments who says they have Eze and Bowen. I think you can, if you can find a way to upgrade Eze to a Bumo, um, or even getting down to a Palmer. Again, assuming that Bowen is fit, I think that's not the end of the world, or even a Gordon. So I'll come to the Gordon question after. Um, so for me, Bowen is okay, and I think he's got good fixtures for the long term if he's completely fit. But the main point is, is he completely fit? If you're still in the dark up on Friday, and there is doubts around him, and Bumo is right here, He's cheaper. He's playing Luton at home. Then you probably do it. Yeah, I think I think it's like you say. It's that if, whereas we don't have that if, and of Touchwood, we don't get that if with with Mbumo. But I can understand. I mean, sometimes in this game, you do just have to skip past. I mean, there's going to be FOMO. I mean, we've been guilty. We've been talking about Mbumo for weeks, and you know, saying get him in, um, you know, ahead of that Luton game. But sometimes I guess you do just have to be brave and go and go against it. So I think yeah, if you're looking at doing like a minus eight to get in boomerang because you've got loads of injuries that's where that's probably where i'd draw the line um Correct. actually even at a minus four also i guess you have to ask yourself if you've not gone from boomo there must have been you know a reason for it if you've not planned to get him in so maybe you weren't that high on him and then you're going to have that feeling where you're going to just you know have regret if you if you go for it i mean just personally i i would you know if i have a free transfer i'd go there i would as well but yeah look i think there's one massive hit to Bumo's potential that people should be aware of, which is the game week 20 double that we were assuming yeah. is is happening. The likelihood, I mean, this is, I'm quoting Ben Krillin, has gone from like 80-90% to 60%. And there is also now discussion that <clears throat> even if it happens, is he called up for AFCON and he misses the second game of the double? So now what you're looking at is why Bumo was great and it was worth even holding him for the blank was because not only does he play Luton, not only does he play Sheffield United, he has a double coming up after the blank. That's not the case, or that may not be the case, or there's a lower likelihood of that being the case, which means that he was a sell anyway. You have to sell him when he, before he goes for AFCON. You might have to sell him before the blank. So therefore, Bumo becomes a four-week option. And then if you only fix it on the four weeks, then maybe you decide that you know it's not worth a minus eight to get a Bumo. I can just do it. I can just live with a Bowen if he's fit. Yeah, I guess you will have this FOMO there every week, wouldn't you? I mean, when it goes, they've got Brighton afterwards, then it's Sheffield United, admittedly both both away. But yeah, it's a good point you make as well on, you know, imagine imagine that double doesn't happen 
or, or it's just a single for Mbumo. It would have mean all this talk about him for weeks and weeks would have been for for very little. Um, yeah. Also a negative for Pinnock, by the way. Yeah. No, of course. I mean, I, I guess another thing with this is like we were talking about. You'll say he's your favourite option, and I think I mean because midfielders have been dropping like flies. Like the alternatives, you know, the people went for Eze, people went for Bowen before going for Bumo. There's not actually many midfielders you'll go for, as in the yeah. the number of good midfielders has, has dropped. I mean, maybe some people will say now now Huang's on penalties, maybe he's another option, but I don't see why you'll go for him over in Bumo. Yeah, I agree. I mean, I think. If I'm thinking of midfielders that are around that price bracket, Martinelli comes to mind, but Arsenal has disappointed more recently in terms mm. of their attacking data, despite winning 6-0 midweek. Uh, but he's still a good pick. Saboslai, I mean, in this tough fixture period, uh, he'll probably get a lot of minutes because he just gets 90 minutes for Liverpool a lot. Uh, he's still on corners and set pieces. So, But yeah, there's not much apart from that. So you just hope that Bowen's fit, otherwise Bumo. So I think we've done enough Bumo... Um, praise so let's go down now i just had if one it, really quick thought yeah. and i probably should have done research into this before i asked but i'm assuming huang's going to the asia cup in yeah january yes so i guess you have to be a little bit careful because i was just thinking that i mean if salah goes to afcon you've got son going if you've got Mbumo, then you go huang i mean that does put i guess people like palmer's stock up people like saka's stock up because and i know i'm moving ahead with midfielders here but yeah you, yeah, yeah potentially you could have four very good assets on penalties who are all going to be gone um, come January. Correct. And there's others that we haven't even considered yet. Like, you know, people are looking at Lyle Foster. Obviously, he's not playing anymore. Or mm. Semenyo. These guys are also leaving for AFCON. So you need to sort of think of about the broader context of your team. But I don't think there's any other very popular... Obviously, Sun. Semenyo uh, is a good, good point, actually. Because yeah. I, know, I know some people looking at their third striker. I mean, some people have been talking about downgrading whoever they've got as a third striker to Semenyo instead of Archer. Correct. Again, that yeah, that probably puts Archer. I was going to say in a league above, but you know that probably does put Archer, you know, above Semenyo just because you know he's going to be staying. He's going to be Correct. getting his two points every week. Exactly. Exactly. So then there's Gordon. I think a lot of people have Gordon, and they're thinking either to fund him, use him to upgrade to Bumo, or downgrade him to a Palmer to get funds for an Mbumo or someone else. So I guess my question to you is, I know your answer, but you need to. <laughs> <laughs> this is why we're too similar in terms of the whole penalty thing. But anyway, um, if you have a Gordon, he's doing well. Ask, you know, Newcastle's fixtures, you know, the home game against Man United is decent. Do you have to sell him this week for a Palmer or a Bumo? Or can you hold him? I mean, you, you can hold him. But you know my answer already. I, I I would sell again. I wouldn't start doing hits for it or anything. And I've got I've got nothing against Gordon, but I just don't see why. I mean, I definitely wouldn't be buying him. There's other players I'd buy, um, yeah. but obviously you're mentioning selling, which is it's trickier. But to fund something, I think as a hold, he's a fine hold. But if you need to fund, if it, if if that you know, if if he's the only slot you have that you can use to get a boom or can't, should you do that? Or if he's the slot where you can get some money out. To upgrade, let's say you have Eze and Gordon, right? So you could go Eze down to Palmer and then Gordon could go become Mbumo. Would you do that or not? And I think, I mean, you've had a first crack, so I I, I can maybe give a view. Maybe taking it up to Bumo could be worth it, but not downgrading him into a Palmer because I think Palmer is fine, but I think his numbers are very similar to, Gor uh, to Palmer. So Palmer and Gordon are very similar. So then you're basically saying one is on pens and one is not. Is that worth a transfer? I don't really think so now you can probably hold him and do that a little bit later no I, I can i can agree with that i mean i do feel like when we look at i mean we're very biased again but the five midfielders that, that we've got i do feel like palmer is not the weak well palmer's the one i'm the least excited about i, I like having him in my team but i mean that's purely you know it's price and penalties and it's that his non-penalty stats are still pretty good um and obviously the, the upcoming fixtures are good but yeah i feel like he's the one i'm not like I wouldn't be desperate. Like I have to get Palmer. I think it would just be like you say, if it's enabling something else. Um, so yeah, I mean, let's say I had one transfer. I wouldn't be doing Gordon to Palmer this week, for example, I'd much prefer rolling. And again, I guess that then brings you back to the argument is I'm starting to think more about this now. Just downgrading Watkins does free up money in a, in a different way. I don't know if I regret saying that though, or regret doing it. If, if, if I do. It's in your head now. It's in your head. Yeah. A lot, it's in a lot of people's heads because 
you needed that money and that money can be found this way but just remember you won't have that money to get him back so are you comfortable not having watkins if he starts this week and he continues to start you maybe the answer is yes that's but the thing but not. ultimately i know because i know there's a lot of questions always about you know if money was no option who who would you go for these these kind of things but i mean this whole game is about money and it's about budget correct and that's why palmer's such a good asset i mean i i did look at what would be the the you know the best wild card if if funds were unlimited and i mean it didn't have palmer in it was actually odegaard over palmer so it was in bumo son saka salah and odegaard palmer was in about two percent so he actually did appear quite highly considering you know how cheap he is but he's he's not like in the top five midfielders in the game agreed he's just very very cheap I mean, I, I think we've offended some Gordon owners. I just want to say he's also a very, very good pick. For me, I think he's similar to Palmer, except for the set pieces. And I think Mbumo back to Gordon will be a very popular move in game week 17 or 18 if Mbumo is not doubling. So I think he'll be back in a lot of teams because, you know, he's he's getting the minutes. He's getting time up front at the end of the games when Isak is subbed off. So And Newcastle are scoring three, four goals every game, especially at home. Yeah, and some, something we're having to do as well. I mean, the game, the players are so lowly priced and a lot of the asset, like we said earlier, like if you transfer someone out for someone else that's not injured, you know, it could backfire. We're yeah. having to split hairs, you know, between players. And a lot of these, we're not splitting hairs. We're splitting this player has penalties and this player doesn't. Um, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, I've got nothing against Bowen. I've got nothing against Gordon. You know, I understand why people have got them. You know, they're great picks, but I just prefer other players who happen to have penalties. I'm, I'm, I'm with you. And minutes, right? And, so yeah. there's, there's comments uh, in the chat on Nkunku. Firstly, Nkunku hasn't even made the bench yet, right? So we need to first let him make the bench, let him f- have a couple of cameos. Once he starts starting, then let's see what the position is. Is he playing instead of Jackson? Is Jackson playing instead of Gallagher? Um, and then there is a third assumption. Does Nkunku take penalties or not of Palmer? I think the base case assumption is probably not. Palmer's done pretty well. So there's a lot of ifs and buts if you're trying to justify not getting Palmer because Nkunku may be back. So just just one thing to remember. Yeah, I mean, the, the timeline on Nkunku, I remember about a month ago, someone said, I think it was a journalist, I, I can't remember their name though, but they said if, if he gets to play before Christmas, like before Boxing Day or the end of the year, like get some minutes, that would be yeah. like positive. So it doesn't really feel like that timeline's changed very much because it yeah, doesn't, I, he's definitely not going to be starting soon it's it's going to be difficult to see him starting but then games are coming thick and fast mm-hmm. so it takes him one week when he's on the bench gets 20 minutes and then suddenly he becomes an option for for someone to to be considering not to buy but what does it impact palmer and things like that but i think it's a little bit over over yeah. exaggerated what what do you think of sterling by the way and i'm just going to put rob t's screen on while we talk about that because i've just had it on our team for a while so yeah. that's a bit yeah a bit yeah. boring but yeah i just wanted to talk about sterling really like, what do you think about him? How does he fit in? Because obviously it's one of these non-penalty takers. He's a good pick for the fixture run that they have. Mm. So again, when I talked about Bumo out to someone, I think that could be Sterling, that could be Gordon, that could be Diaby if he's still getting minutes for Villa. I think he's one of those good options. I mean, he's shown now pedigree in taking free kicks, which <laughs> I didn't know he could. Um, I think he's good, but I'm not. I don't think he's better than a penalty taker in the same team who's almost similar in in terms of his role. Now, Sterling will be a goal scorer. Palmer will be an assister. But then when you add set pieces, corners, you'd add penalties. And the price, I would still take Palmer. Yeah, St- Sterling on penalties would have been disgusting. As in, I think we'd be talking about him above Mbumo. Um I mean, well, I think almost almost certainly, to be honest. Uh, I don't. I mean, okay. I mean, it's not going to happen. So I'm hypothetical, yeah. <laughs> hypothetical situation now. But that was that was that was our hope, or it was definitely my hope. You know, a couple of months ago, and it was very wrong. <laughs> well, it. I mean, let's see, let's see. I mean, he's still non-pen XG is okay. It's not boomer levels. So, but his fixtures have been tough over the more recent past. So. We'll see. I think Chelsea is a little bit of an unknown, but this week you can still back them to have a good game because Brighton are without dunk. They've just played today. Chelsea have had a full week's rest. So we will see how these things work out, but Brighton are still a good team. So you never know how that game pans out. Yeah. I mean, Chelsea this week, 2.05 expected goals, which is pretty good. I mean, none none of the away teams, I mean, at Villa are the highest in the away teams, 1.85. So, I mean, it's right, it's, it's right up there. So... I'm more than happy playing Palmer this week. And 
Palmer over Pedro. If they were both had 90, I'd, I'd, I'd play Palmer this week. Especially, like yeah. I say, without Dunk. That must be, in, you know, those numbers must take that into account as well. That's huge. That's huge. And Brighton have been away. Haven't they been in Greece? Where yeah, they they, they'll today? be flying back to Greece short, from Greece shortly, yeah. That's a long flight. So that's a good fixture for Chelsea. And then um, I think strikers. We need, have we got time for captain? Okay, we've already talked strikers uh, yep. because we talked about Watkins, Darwin. So people who are interested in the striker chat, you can go back to that section. Five people have asked how long is Eze out for. I think he's out for f- three, four weeks. So <clears throat> he's a, he's a sell uh, mm-hmm. unless you have other problems. So um, go on, tell me what do you think about captaincy? So I mean, all the projections seem to have them. 50-50, right? Absolutely 50-50. Um, I'm on Haaland at the moment, and I, I don't think I'm going to change yet, but I, I, I was trying to think how I can justify this earlier, but I can't really. It's, you know, it's a coin flip, and with stuff like that, I don't want to put too much energy into it because it is literally, literally that, and I, I just fancy Haaland this week. There's a lot of narrative behind that. I mean, obviously, with the Spurs injuries, you know, we saw you know the Spurs-Villa game as well. Um. Yeah, I just want to go. Want to go, Harland. I wish I could put to, together, you know, a much more compelling argument and you know compare stats. You know, I've I've seen that Liverpool actually, actually Salah has better home stats than than Harland. All, all of that kind of stuff that's been floating around. But it's a narrative. I mean, yeah. Ultimately, when two things are heads or tails, I can give you stories like Harland in the last five home games has done this, or Salah in the last five years every time he's played in game week thirteen has done X. This is all stories we're telling each other. It's heads or tails. I think given that Salah started today, I see slight dip in his... Exp- I mean, I'm talking now the the you know the model outputs. He's mm-hmm. dripped slightly, but it's still 50-50, man. I mean, his home record is fantastic this year. It's actually better than Haaland's. Fulham's a slightly worse team. Or not slightly, but defensively, they're a worse team than, than Spurs. But then Spurs have massive injuries. I, yeah, um, I just I for me particularly, it's not about EO. It's not about anything else. I just think Holland is a two hundred and sixty, two hundred and seventy type player. He has a hat trick in him in any game, so there has to be a convincing reason for me to go against Holland, and there is no convincing reason. It's it's a fifty fifty. So I'm going to stick with Holland. That's what I'm thinking. Yeah, and I've also got non. Well, they're not non FPL reasons, but I've got a few people I know in in mini leagues who've gone without Holland and they they've shot shot above me. So part of me sees this as an opportunity as well, while they've not got Haaland in a coin flip, that I could, you know, go Haaland and just hope to hope to get lucky. I mean, we look at even this, you mentioned the models, but even this from, from Rob T, it's like Liverpool projected to get 2.7 goals, the same as City. Fulham and Tottenham both have a 7% chance of keeping a clean sheet. So even, you know, the total team goals, I've seen, you know, first goal scorer odds, you know, Haaland's favoured to score more, but Salah's obviously got the better assist threat. And there's going to be all the stuff, you know, obviously Salah can get an extra point for goals. Salah can get clean a clean sheet. sheet, but then Haaland gets better bonus points. I just think if if one of, if someone told me one of them's going to get a hat-trick, and this is narrative, I I just think it would be Haaland. That just seems much more more likely to me. I agree. I mean, look at the Everton, the Everton game, right? That Liverpool, again, now we're going into the story, exactly what I warned against last time. Yeah. But look at the Everton game. It We expected it to be a thrashing it ended up being a game where Salah got a penalty and then in the last minute he got he got that goal. So a little bit of game state, but he ended up mm. getting 15 points. But, you know, it it's not like they were completely banging down the door and it was just not the same thing. And I think while Liverpool is an excellent attack, I just also think that, you know, City, focal point, Haaland, playing in the middle, playing against an Ange team that is going to attack throughout, even if they're 3-1 or something... It's just good. It's just nice. Yeah. No, I think we're on the same page here. And I th- I can't see anything that would make me change. I mean, obviously, apart from the obvious, like we get a rumour that Haaland might not start, which I don't think that's that's likely to happen. I just can't see a reason. I feel like last season I went for Salah a lot. I'll just go for Salah no matter what at the start of the season. And, and, it, and it punished me. And now I feel like I'm going to captain Haaland and I kind of want a reason to go Salah over him when yeah, it's this yeah. close anyway. Having said that, it's a Saturday afternoon deadline um, yep. in the UK. 
so i figure right now my all my attention is on friday press conferences i'll have friday night saturday morning to think about it a little bit more um and then take a punt so i think or or take a pick at the moment so i i would say i'm only like 50 60% in my thinking process maybe that's that's all you need you don't need to overthink it but yeah i think i'll think about captaincy more on a saturday morning i feel yeah no i can get that i mean i i sometimes i have to be honest i get like a rush of blood to the head last minute and i'll just stick it on salah i just i just yeah. don't see it happening this this time um people in the comments is dark would you ever again i know your answer i'm going i need to ask uh, would <laughs> you, you captain you know why as well <laughs> yeah would you captain darwin at any you know if i told you darwin's playing 90 minutes against fulham no no and you, and you know why again it's again it's the, the penalty. penalties and but, think, but okay i i'll be a little bit more i mean i will say he has hat trick potential in that game because he's going to play up front and if he's playing 90 minutes but for me the issue is less about the penalty but the issue is more that liverpool play sunday midweek saturday that if they're 2-0 ahead or 3-0 ahead there's a chance that klopp just says okay i need to i need to get gakpo back on the pitch and i need to play curtis jones on the right so that salah gets a little break because so that minutes thing also comes into it because they get a much fewer rest time in between these three games than than man city I mean I think the only time I'd consider captain in Darwin will be during Afcon and to be honest I haven't looked at the fixtures yet I mean I think he's obviously when Salah's so basically when Salah's not there maybe the chance of that would go up but no if if I'm not going to captain Salah I'm not going to captain Darwin if if that makes if that makes sense and I I know that's really really boring. I was just being devil's advocate it feels like something like Pranil would do like a couple of years ago and it would pay off and <laughs> it would honestly it would it would be fun but i've i've got doubts about even bringing him in for watkins who you know we've talked about it already like so no i i think going as a captain that i think that would be too strong for me i yeah. just don't think although some might it. do it i can see it now some might do it but uh, yeah it's not going to be someone on this podcast and you're not just betting on darwin you're betting you're betting against salah if if that's the way you want to go i mean if you've got salah and darwin i can understand you're probably chasing upside and maybe actually that might be a scenario i'd captain salah if i had salah darwin and let's add salah darwin and simicas <laughs> yeah because the the absolute ceiling on that you know if the the coin flips on tails and liverpool destroy fulham and city you know struggle against spurs that's where you could get you a really like favorable outcome yeah you make 50 points on the on the on the average yeah with with gambling but yeah um but anyway we've gone well how have we we've nearly gone for an hour pras really okay <laughs> yeah. well okay well, let's end it now minutes. and we had nothing to talk about remember at the beginning but no it's been good it's been a good chat i think uh, i think we're ready all about the watkins news tomorrow if we get any so um so we will see yeah no i think i think that's the main one i mean we i i mean you're you're all set you've got your transfer you need to decide your captain i still don't know what i'm doing but this is honestly talking to you on a thursday i've been looking forward to it all day because it it does help <laughs> thank it you it does help <laughs> no likewise likewise but yeah um and don't for those watching don't forget to like and subscribe thanks for joining us on on x and remember that there's um you get a one week free tri- trial praz has always already said the hack where sign up on saturday and you'll get basically two sets of of game week data three game weeks three game weeks oh three game oh yeah of course the yeah, saturday sorry. late deadline you get the other the midweek and the early deadline for the next saturday nice and then if you continue so, you get 20% off as well exactly so, yeah perfect all right then praz well um i'm guessing we're back next thursday i i assume we will i think so yes think, yes yeah. yes we we, we we might be back next thursday i think i think we are but um yeah, yeah no thanks again for joining us um and praz i'll see you next week or or soon Take care, everyone.